Hello everybody and welcome back to the Love on a Roll podcast. I know it's been a while, but like we said, we're doing this once a month now. So this is the podcast for the month of March. And today, I told you last time, we're going to bring in some Psychology Today articles. Guys, if you guys haven't read Psychology Today, I highly encourage you to read Psychology Today. It's a really uh, interesting publication with a lot of, obviously, psychological-driven articles um, or articles on topics that are related to psychology, uh, which almost every topic uh, you could think of under the sun is related to psychology. And I've always been interested in psychology and fascinated by, you know, human behavior and why we do the things we do and stuff like that, so... I've been reading it a lot recently, and I found a lot of things that I, and I found a lot of things on a daily basis that that I could definitely see it's related back to what we talk about on the podcast. Um, I'll even find next time an article that was specifically written on interable love and dating someone in in a wheelchair. Um, So next time that will be the topic. Um, or not the topic per se, but something we talk about, um, what it says on that. Um, so today I'm going to read you that article, um, that I find, that I've found, which is, um, what most people get wrong about love. And that will be the title of this episode. In addition, we're going to talk about standards, um, and having standards for yourself, because I think that's related, and we'll, we'll talk about this as we go along, but, um, before we get to that, I just wanted to say thank you for all your love and support of this podcast, it means a lot, um, if you can, tell all your friends and loved ones about this podcast, because um, we talk about not only disability issues, but also and interable dating, but also about um, personal development topics. So anybody can really benefit from this, whether you have a disability or not. So I definitely encourage you to tell everyone about about this. And also, whatever platform you're listening to um, this on, definitely um, rate this podcast and give it a review and uh, share it with as many people as possible so we can impact um, as many people as possible with this message of love and inclusion. Anyway, I thank you guys very much, and it means the world to me that you guys like this as much as I do. So without further ado, here's the article, What Most People Get Wrong About Love. Now, the first thing is, love is in the action. And I think that's really important to know, guys, because... Someone could say they they love you, right? But um, action is everything, right? Um, if you're dating someone, or and you get you get to that stage, or where you say I love you to your significant other, or you're dating, or you're friends with someone, and your friend is saying I love you, because love has two different meanings, right? 
the romantic love and also the emotional connection love and caring about someone love, right? Um, so, but if someone says they love you, the proof is in the pudding. Uh, they definitely have to show you through their actions. They can say they love you all they want, but till the day, you know, till forever and ever, as long as you live, they can say I love you, but they need to show you how much they love you. Um, many people believe that love, and I'm quoting from Psychology Today now, I'm reading this. Many people believe love is a powerful emotional state that is involuntary, um, that dominates our thoughts and fills us with passion. But that particular state really endures long term. We've all heard about the honeymoon phase, right? When you first get into a relationship, your first six months of the relationship should all be, you know, happy, you know, roses, uh, uh, all happy, you know. You're all into each other, infatuated, everything, you know. You're in love, you're mushy-gushy, you're kissy-kissy, you know, everything. Um, but after six months, you know, we've all heard that fades over time. That's why it's the honeymoon phase. Um, after your first six months, uh, could go away. And if it doesn't, you guys are really lucky. Um, that's how you know you have someone really special, I think. Uh, if after the honeymoon phase you're the same way as as when you were um, um, after those first six initial months. But so you love is something that you have to work for, right? It's not perfect uh, and you constantly have to work on your relationship and knowing your person's love language and making it the best you can be. Think about like a, you know, like a clay um, or like a putty, you know. You have to work at that putty to make it what it is, you know. A building is not a building. Even when a building is finished, you have to you know, there's maintenance and stuff that goes into it. Your house is not going to stay clean all the time, right? Or your apartment, you constantly have to clean it and work at it and stuff. If you have a garden and you plant stuff, you have to, you know, constantly water the plants and cut the flowers and, you know, trim the trees and the hedges and stuff like that. So you get it. So love is something that has to be maintained and constant maintenance. Basically, is what I'm saying. Um, going back to the article here, people who have mistakenly expect those feelings to last long term may doubt if they're still in love and leave otherwise healthy relationship. Um, Right, because they're like, well, well, how come those honeymoon feelings weren't there initially, right? Like, like, we're, I mean, when I say weren't there initially, like, how come they, uh, the feelings that I felt for this person, I no longer feel for them anymore, or we're no longer the way we were even at the beginning of the relationship, the first six months? Well, 
you guys get comfortable with each other. So you constantly have to work on it. That's, that's just what it is. It's more productive to think about love as an authentic, intimate, and warm feeling that leads to actions benefiting and supporting a partner. So love is a feel is a authentic, real, intimate, warm feeling that leads to actions benefiting and supporting a partner. Right? So again, don't just tell me you love me. What can you do to show me? And what can you do to show your partner how much you love them with anything? Action is just, I mean, action is more powerful than just a word. Um, same thing as a friend. If you say, I like your friend, or, um, you know, you're saying to your friend, I like you. Well, but you don't, you, don't, you don't show them you like them. You just give them words. Words don't mean anything at a certain point. Action is more powerful and I'm learning that as I get older. Um, it's it's definitely means a lot more when you're when someone does something for you to back up what they say. Um, that's for sure. I always said I I I was never gonna believe that that someone loved me or 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 someone someone loved me in the romantic sense. Until they kiss me, right? Um, so it's one thing to decide from, and this is just me, to decide. Okay, we're gonna date, and it's that's like, you know, great and everything. But it's that kiss, the action of the girl like kissing me, or the action of the girl holding my hand. Um, that reassures me that she's in it right um the action of the girl helping me with things that i may need right or going out of her way to do things for me that that was more in my relationship experience ways to know that i feel loved and that she loves me versus her saying she loves me So I hope that makes sense. Think about it this way. Um, if you say, you know, I'll I'll cook for you, one one day. Uh, to your you know your your girlfriend saying that for example. She never does. You know, may you know like she may get around to it or whatever, but if, is it, it, you you don't take her seriously if she says something, right, and doesn't follow through with it. It's more powerful when she says, I'm going to cook for you one day. And you're like, yeah, sure, babe, I would love that. And then over time, when she gets around to it, you cook, she cooks for you, she surprises you one day, you're like, oh, that's so sweet, because... Now you you she has your no your your meal and it's all your favorites that you like and everything and 
wow, thanks, babe, that's more powerful than, you know, her, her just saying that. Um, and we'll talk about that with, with standards, like, yeah, you got to hold someone accountable as well as your, yourself, like how you operate in relationships, but also there's plenty of reasons why somebody doesn't do something, right? So you have to learn, like, when someone is genuine and real versus just they're playing, they're playing games with you. So that's something that you have to learn as well, too, as, as you go about in your relationship. Like, is the person genuine? Are they real? Are they, do they mean what they say? Or are they just BSing me, you know, like, you know, playing games and stuff like that? You, you don't want that. That's the other thing, too. But we'll, uh, we'll talk about more about that after I'm finished with the article and going over standards. Okay, so getting into the article, um, we'll just go over this real quick, um, and I'd love to hear your discussion about this, but it says, when people talk about love, they often mean the intense kind of involuntary emotional states, you fall into that, um, by that name, it's the model of love or a model of love that you see in movies, you hear about in pop songs, and you, you read about in romance novels. It's the kind that gives you butterflies, makes your heart beat faster, and fills your every thought. Um, you could talk to your beloved for hours on end and never notice the time. Um, now that's the kind of love that some psychologists call it a limerence that we all learn to expect from life. We are told to never settle for anything less. But, honestly, as we all know, no love, no relationship is like what we see in the movies. Rarely, right? Rarely is it like how it's portrayed in the movies or on TV or in songs or in the romance novels. Um, it's rarely that kind of thing. It may still give you butterflies, because when I was in my first relationship, it gave me butterflies. Um, granted, it was, it, it, we were still in the honeymoon phase. It, it was, it was um, you know, but like I said, you could still feel those butterflies after the first six months. But, you know, rarely is, is, is it ever the kind of thing that you hear about, you read about, you see in the media. Um, it's just something that has to be man maintained. And it's not easy. And there's a lot of, a lot of stuff that goes down love. A lot of, um, uh, like a, a roller coaster, right? An emotional roller coaster. Um, as with everything in life, there's a lot of ups and downs. But, you know, that's, that's a relationship that's, what you sign up for, you know that it's not going to be easy. But ultimately, you want it to always be um, fun for the most part. Uh, but you know that there's always going to be ups and downs and things you have to work towards. But you have to go in knowing that it's not going to be... If you've never been in a relationship before, uh, even, even if you haven't, 
just look at all the, this is what I've done, look all, at all the couples around you, right? Um, if you ever have, this is where having friends um, with, or yeah, having friends that are the opposite sex that you want to attract, right? So having a lot of, if you're a guy, you want a lot of girls that are friends. Uh, there's benefits in that. And I don't know if I've ever done a specific episode on that. But if there's, if I haven't, I can do, I mean, I'd be more than happy to do one for you guys one day and just go over all the benefits. But one of the benefits of having a girl as a friend is when they have a boyfriend, um, you know, you, you they'll, and they feel comfortable with you, they'll tell you about all the shit that goes down, all the drama that goes down, and you can, you can see firsthand that it's not always butterflies and sunshine and roses, you know, um, so you, you will get that perspective from, you know, a girl, if you have them as a friend, or even your guy friends, uh, you'll find that they that they will give you perspective and talk to you about what they're going through with their relationships and everything like that. Uh, and you can see from that, the more friends you have, the more people around you, you, you that you have, you can see that it's it's rarely as it is in the media. So you have to go into the, any relationship uh, any dating situation with that expectation, even if you're just casual and you're doing a friends with benefit type of thing, um, it's it, it's not gonna be like what you see in in the um, friends with benefits movies. No strings attached, you know. It's it's always always something you have to work. Uh, towards in a relationship um, although casual may be different but I'm sure there's some things you have to nav- navigate especially if one person uh, develops feelings for an- another person in a casual type of situation um, so yeah just be aware of that but I do um, I do think that that's important to have some kind of honeymoon feeling, you know, long-term in your relationship, but just know you're going to have to work towards keeping that alive, you know, and, you know, but the feelings about that person, about the person that you have should never go away. You should always have, you know, strong uh, romantic feelings about a person. Uh, You should always want to talk to them for hours and hours. The only thing that may come up is you may want your space from them after a while. Um, you know, and that, that's natural, but, you know, everyone's different, but you just got to find what, what works for you, but you should always have some strong feelings for that person, and um, that's how you know you got something special, and if you if you... If you don't, and it kind of tempers down from time to time, that may be a sign, I think. Um, but you always have to work towards it. Um, like I said, it just, it just, you know, you just get comfortable with each other over time. 
and that should be the only difference. So like maybe you can you can fart in in front of your partner after a while, right? Or you can go, you know, to the bathroom in front of them or things like that that you may not want to do in the past. Or maybe you talk about you know that you masturbate um, or whatever the case is, you know. But uh, that's you should always have some honeymoon, but not too much, if that makes sense. But you should always have a realistic expectation that nothing's ever like it seems in the movies. Um, there's something sweet about this phrase of falling in love. Um, it's way overdone as a model, as a full model for loving that grows and lasts. Most romance fictions fail to mention the fact that everyone knows um, or soon will learn that these intense feelings are not permanent. Good things too, because they barely scratch the surface of what is important about loving. Um, then the article goes into, when you first get to know your partner, everything is new and exciting, right? Both of you make an effort to impress and charm each other. But the novelty begins to wear off. More and more you notice imperfections that you haven't seen before. Until you finally realize that the knight in shiny armor um, on that majestic steed um, is just the local village boy and the beautiful princess on that high balcony. It's just the girl from the farmer's market. Um, that applies to you too, of course which you may realize as you thump to the ground from your horse or pedestal. People often feel disillusioned when this happens. The, the excitement and thrill has been replaced with a new normal, right? Your partner still may be the same person, but the feelings are different than they were. As a result, people can begin to wonder if something went wrong, but maybe the re reason they don't feel the same as before is because the relationship is not working out. What is what I'm saying? Um, that's exactly what I was kind of saying before. I am known for my work in experimental avoidance as the author, but the data um, on that process has brought in my view over the, over the years, and he goes into this whole thing on his background and everything. I don't, I don't, I don't want to read um, that part. Um, if you're interested, you could definitely let me know if you want me to send you this article, and I will. Just give me your email if you want to, you know, know about the whole background of the author and everything. Uh, but I'm reading you the full article, basically. Um, okay, being attached to particular emotions, clinging to them is, 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 a, is, a, is as toxic as running from them. Emotions help, us to inform, help to inform us about what's going on. Uh, but they do... But to do that, they need to change. 
It's like listening to an FM radio. The reason you hear music or you can hear music or be told the news is because the frequency of the signal changes. It's modulated. If you stop that from happening, all you would hear is a hiss. The same applies to emotions. For them to work out, they need to change in ways that you notice. Emotions allow us to notice emotions allow you to notice what is present and how your past echoes into your present. That in turn allows you allows you to know more about how to act in the here and now that fosters the kind of life you want to live. When love is defined entirely as, a demo, as an emotion, however, any signal inside our feelings is a threat. It seemingly means love is going away. We seemingly need to run or cling. But really, life is asking for us to notice and learn. Although romantic love often starts from passion, it can transform into something more authentic and intimate, something more meaningful and thus more fulfilling. However, this can only happen over time. After the honeymoon phase, which is what I was talking about before, when two partners start seeing each other for who they really are. This is... Um, with all their faults, blemishes, and imperfections. To get to this point, you need to rethink your definition of love. Um, while we often think of love as a warm feeling, it's more helpful to think of love as something that you do that it's connected to what we choose to hold dear. Again, I'm going to read this definition of love again because I think that's powerful. Uh, it's more helpful to think of love as something that you do that is connected to what we choose to hold dear. For instance, you may have an argument with your partner in which you end up shouting or leave the house, um, even leave the house. It's probably fair to say that in this moment, the feelings of love are hard to find. The actions of love, however, are all, always accessible to you. You can always choose to act with love, and in this instance, it may mean feeling angry and frustrated while still reaching out in kindness to your partner. You could tell them that you're upset, but that you still want to work together to overcome this issue. This is not easy, and sometimes it may be impossible, or it may seem impossible. Let me read that again. This is not easy and sometimes it may seem impossible. Critical to this step is knowing what being loving means to you and how you can show it with your behavior. So think about that. Um, you may want to write it down for yourself on a piece of paper or in your notes app on your devices. Um... So, what does being loving mean to you? And how can you show it with your behavior? Um, so, they say it may, it may mean opening a door 
for your partner. It may mean listening to them after a long and stressful day. It may mean setting healthy limits since you're not loving to yourself. Since if you're not loving to yourself, you cannot be truly loving to another. Um, and I also want to comment on there, if you specifically are in a wheelchair, um, I will tell you from experience, from my, from my experience with dating someone, um, and I, and I love being in interabled relationships, I really do, um, for me, interabled Relationships is great, and I highly encourage you if you if you've never um, explored interable dating or or tried that before, definitely um, be open to that. And I know there's a lot of people with with um, with disabilities um, um, that do that do that. Um, so I know I'm not preaching to the choir here, um, but. Specifically, if you're, you know, in that interabled relating that that relationship where you're um, dating someone who is not disabled, um, you may have you definitely have to, you know, think about what not only what being loving means to you, um, and how you can show that with your behavior. Um, because the things you want to do in your mind, you're not always going to be able to do. It's not going to be realistic. I'll give you an example. What are you going to do if your partner is sick, right? Or what are you going to do if your partner... Um, breaks her, you know... Her ankle, or whatever the case is. Um, how are you gonna how you're gonna support them, and be loving to them is gonna be different as it is with everyone. Um, it doesn't. What being loving to you um, may mean for you, is not gonna be how it's um, being loving towards my partner is for me. Um, but I just wanted to bring that up because. You may, when you're starting to date somebody, um, especially in an interabled context, and this is what I promote, uh, interabled relationships on this podcast, um, because I believe that whatever you want to do is your business, but I believe that dating, um, having the ability to date somebody who doesn't have a disability and, and trying to make um, your dating life as normal as possible is a human right and something that's not talked about enough. And that's why I promote it. And, um, and I fight for that ability to be able to do that. And I educate people that may not be aware of, of uh, certain things, like how to interact uh, with people in wheelchairs and different things like that, um, and people that have different disabilities, um, 
um, specifically physical uh, disabilities or, you know, any, any things like, like that, um, any disability that um, may cause somebody to be a little hesitant about dating them. Um, but I believe it's a, it's, a, it's a human right, and I fight for that. Um, anyway, long, long story short, um, you may, if you're in that situation, you may feel, um, even if you're, um, you know, like the partner of somebody that's disabled, right? Or, yeah, you may feel like, um, how can I be loving to them, right? How can I support them? So, especially in the beginning, so, um, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to look a little different because you, you may not be able to do all the things you want. If, if, if you're in that situation where you're in a chair, right? Um, but able-bodied relationships can, I mean, um, inter-able relationships can be pretty normal for the most part. Um, my relationships that I've had, even though it's only been one um, in person, uh, like, you know, like, full, like, on, on relationship, um, it, you know, it was, it, it was pretty normal, um, I never felt like I was any differently, um, and any different from any other guy, but there was one thing with this article just bring up where, um, okay, how can I, if, if, um, if she hurts her ankle or, um, she's sick, um, or, or just not feeling well, what can I do to, to support her and, and show how much I, I care for her, right? It's a, or how much you, you love that person. It looks different. Um, because if someone's hobbling on crutches, you know what I'm saying? There, there, there is like, and you're in a wheelchair, there is basically nothing you can do if there, um, unless you can, unless you can hold some things on your chair or they can, she can hand some stuff to you the best way you can. So there's, there's always ways, right? But you're limited and you're limited in certain ways more than any other person. So relationships can still be normal, but you just have to think about, you know, how you're going to be loving to your partner. Um, now, with that being said, this article does say, which I agree with, love comes in many shapes and you can manifest it through your actions. Uh, inside the choices of love, inside the choice of love and the action of being lovingly, you can then afford to notice what helps you to feel close and what does not, what lifts your life and what does not. Loving emotions then can do what they were designed to do. Help you learn how to be a better you. Attached to another person 
in a healthy way. Now you may be surprised at what you find when the choices of when the choices and actions of love are in the end to itself. It's a bit of a paradox. But you may then find that loving feelings are actually more likely to come when you choose to be loving to your partner, not because of what you can get, but because of what you can give. And giving is more important than what you can get, right? Giving and receiving, that's the best type of love. And don't, don't make some jokes. I, I, I know there are some people that have dirty minds out there. And, and when, I'm, when I'm saying giving and receiving in terms of love, they may be thinking, oh, that's what you mean. No, I'm not, I'm not saying just that. Although, you know, there's more than that, just that. But don't be thinking like dirty jokes out there, people. Okay. Anyway, now that that's done, um, I would like to talk about standards, right? And I made a list for myself last week at the request of my therapist because I really wanted to improve my, my, my relationships and how I operate because, you know, you can always be better and everything like that, so at the request of my therapist, I, I wrote down, and I thought about doing this too, but I wrote down my expectations for relationships and how I'm going to operate um, in relationships. So I'm going to read some of the, this stuff to you guys, but basically, um, I just want you guys, I highly encourage you guys to do this. This was very therapeutic for me, a a very therapeutic thing. And I think it's important because we always say, you know, we're going to do better. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. But we may not write write it down. And it's really important to hold yourself accountable and to write um, this thing down and to be able to look, look to it and refer to it very often. So that you know, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm never, I'm, not, I'm not going to make these mistakes if I can help it because that will be the, you know, that will be the worst thing I could do for myself. And you, like the article says, you always want to have a healthy relationships. Um, healthy relationships are so important, whether they're um, friendships. Or whether they're romantic love. And I've, I've wrote down things for both. Um, I will read the first couple of things. Just to give you some ideas. Um, the things that I feel are important to mention. Uh, some of the, these things are personal. But I'll just read some of the things to give you some, some ideas. And then I would encourage you um, to think about these things on your own. And make your own list and stuff like that. And if you feel comfortable, uh, you can send it to me. You can send it to me through a DM on Love on a Roll. Uh, that's the Instagram page. Um, you can email. I believe the email is loveonaroll at gmail.com. Um, let me check the Instagram right now. Just to make sure that's correct. Um, but definitely think about... 
um, emailing it to me. Let's see about the email right now. Um, yes, the email is loveonaroll at gmail.com. So again, that's loveonaroll at gmail.com. Um, you can email me your list. And you can email me anything, uh, you know, like that you listen to the podcast or any questions you have about the podcast uh, to this email. So again, that's loveonaroll at gmail.com. And if you want to follow the Instagram um, or look up the Instagram, you can see the email. Uh, It's very accessible. You don't have to write it down. Uh, You can see when you go to the Instagram that it will be there email and you click on the email and you can email me like that very simple right um obviously if you know me personally you don't have to use that email um but this is for everyone else that just loyal loyal listeners that doesn't know me personally and you can email you can use that email if you like um Just that I would promote it, and I'm going to promote it every email now. I mean, every podcast now. My bad. Um, it's a Monday, guys, when I'm recording this. When you're, if you're listening to this on the day it's released, it's a Monday, so I, I apologize. Um, okay, so really briefly, um, communication, right? That is so important to expect um, for any kind of relationship. So that was the first thing I wrote down. Communication, some sort of feedback and dialogue. Um, I wrote down no feedback equals no communication. So what that means. Um, I learned in college about the communication model, um, which is you have your message, you have you send the message right, but then you get, you know like who you send the message to. So basically, like you think about it like this in the most simplest sense: you have your message, and you have your audience. So you you craft your message, right? Then you have your audience. Then you deliver that message. So when you deliver that message, you're sending that message. To someone. So. I have a message. I'm delivering it to. My girlfriend. In this example right. That's a. So I'm the sender. Of the message right. So I write. I craft. I think about the message that I want to say. I sometimes. Create the message, right? So I'm the sender and the creator of that message. I'm sending it to my girlfriend in this example. And then at some point down the line, my girlfriend will receive that message in this example. And then she will then, you know, give me a feedback. Uh, or a response. Uh, 
if that makes sense. And when I say girlfriend, by the way, it doesn't mean always romantic. It could be a friend that you have that's a girl. Um, I think I've said that before. So, um, but th that's just one example. Um, or it could be your mom, your dad, whatever, you know, whatever. That's the message. Uh, sender message, sender receiver feedback. Okay. So, so the point is if there's no feedback, I learned in college, there's no communication. So, and that my, t my professor was really clear about that. So that always stuck with me ever since I learned about that um, freshman year of college because, and I've never really hold, uh, hold, held that daily, I mean, like followed it religiously, but I've always, that, that, that's always been in the back of my head. Okay, uh, no feedback, no communication. Um, obviously, you got to understand that you might not get feedback right away. And that's okay, but I'm, t I'm talking about like it's a year from now and you have no feedback from that person. Has that person really communicated with you? If you send that, uh, you know, today is the, um, the 22nd of March, you send that message today and the person doesn't respond until... Um, Um, you, you know, like, like never, you know what I'm saying? Like, like a month from now, you still haven't heard from that person and the, you know, you're having an intimate relationship with them of some kind. Is that really the communication you want? For me, the answer is no. So that's unacceptable. Um, honesty, be honest with me and not just. Um, you know, be, be nice or tell me just what I want to hear. Um, I feel like there are some people that do that and I'm not going to tolerate that anymore. So, um, I, I think that's really important to notice, to know too, you know, what you are and what you're not going to tolerate where your boundaries are. Um, I also don't want to be doing all the work in my, in any relationship that I have, uh, the, the work that I do to make a relationship work, the maintenance that I was talking about, that has to be 50-50, um, very important. Um, like I said, actions speak louder than words. Um, no games allowed. Um, put in an equal amount of time and effort into the relationship and match, you know, like I'm gonna match what you put into it and I should expect you to match what I put into it too you know it needs to be equal 50 50 um not putting my time and energy into somebody who doesn't deserve it that's really important um and on and on and on some of these are just personal um but I put expectations in there to follow for all relationship and some specific examples uh, or things to follow 
or remember to follow when it comes to romantic relationships. And I feel that that's really important. Um, so basically, you guys should do what I, what I did. It's really, it's really invaluable, and I highly encourage you guys to follow through with this exercise. Um, I feel like it's just beneficial to our mental health and our emotional well-being. And just having healthy relationships and for ourselves, right? That's the ultimate thing. Alright guys, so I hope you enjoyed this episode. And um, without further ado, that's going to be it. Um, until next time, uh, please rem- remember that love will...